1: is recorded in 1 John chapter 5, beginning with the first verse. Everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God, and everyone who loves the Father loves his child as well. This is how we know that we love the children of God, by loving God and carrying out his commands. This is love for God to obey his commands. And his commands are not burdensome, for everyone born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. Who is it that overcomes the world? Only he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. This is the one who came by water and blood, Jesus Christ. He did not come by water only, but by water and blood. And it is the Spirit who testifies, because the Spirit is the truth. For there are three that testify, the Spirit, the water, and the blood, and the three are in agreement. We rise to the gospel.
2: St. John, the 15th chapter. Jesus said, As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. If you obey my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have obeyed my Father's commands and remain in his love. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. My command is this. Love each other as I have loved you. Greater love is no one than this that he lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends. For everything that I learned from my father I've made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you to go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. And the Father will give you whatever you ask in my name. This is my command. love each other. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise Please be seated. we continue with our hymn, hymn 857. Lord help us walk your servant way. May God's grace and mercy and peace be yours today in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The text of the message comes from the gospel reading. Let's pray. O Almighty God, bless us as we serve you and as you work in us to bear fruit, fruit that will last. And as we gather, may the words of my mouth, may the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our maker and our redeemer. Amen. Again with the cry of Easter, hallelujah, Christ is risen, he He has risen indeed, indeed. hallelujah, amen. Jesus said, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you to go and bear fruit, fruit that will last." It's our text. I was uh, recently reading something from a pastor and and he was referring to to someone that was uh, well known to his hearers, right? Uh, a woman by the name of Miss Black. And, and it seems that when she died, she was mourned by scores of people that really didn't even know her name uh, because word spread that she had died from cancer at the age of 67. And a lot of those that uh, she had befriended returned to the little neighborhood cafe to talk about the way that she had helped them. Uh, men and women, many of them had, at this point middle-aged, had told stories of how she had helped them. Uh, whether it was to find a place to live or to find a job or even which bus to take. Uh, one successful businessman told of the day that she, when he arrived in town with only a dollar in his pocket, he was 19 years old, uh, she was in the cafe and when he came in to spend his last dollar for a hot meal and she offered to buy him dinner. A man who owned the cafe remembered there was a time when she filled in as a waitress when his regular staff uh, failed to show there's a man who owned a construction company that remembered how she befriended him when he first arrived from Greece. A prominent attorney remembered how she helped him find a place to live. A pastor of the local church remembered how Ms. Black turned up Sunday after Sunday to teach her Sunday school class, even though on many occasions, she had been up all Saturday night uh, helping a sick mother or sitting at the hospital. She uh, certainly spent a large part of her life ministering in a modest way to people with need, but probably would have been surprised at how many people remembered the little favors that she had done. Humble, sincere Christian, Miss Black ministered in the name of Jesus. Now, that's a great story, isn't it? I mean, uh, the kind of story that you, you only hear uh, in, in sermons, right? Uh, uh, the story about a person who gives and gives in such a selfless way, in almost reckless disregard for themselves, but in total concern for others. Uh, it, and it seems something that's so unreal, so far away from what's happening in our lives today, what's happening in our country today. It's true, she was an exceptional person, that compassion, that generosity, her willingness to serve, and her self-sacrifice special gifts uh, that she used to the best of her ability. By all accounts, an exceptional person. But it got me thinking. I've been here in a couple months, it'll be 25 years. In my 25 years here at St. Paul's, there are a lot of people who come to mind who are no longer with us that had that same kind of attitude, that same way of life, right? Art Buckman, Jerry Buckman, Leon Phyllis Hersher, Alan Phyllis Johnston, Hazel Pyatt, Paul Meyer, Lois Holdman, John Geertz, Rich Fringer, Mark Radberg, right? And and I can think of people way back from my Vicarage Church years, uh, 94, 95, And then before that, the couple years that I was at my field work church and seminary, and then even my home church back in Miami. You know, every now and and then in our world, you hear of those people that have this reckless uh, with their generosity uh, and and generous with their love. Uh, uh, Sometimes we hold them up, right? Mother Teresa or Albert Schweitzer. But perhaps you know someone who is ready to help using whatever gifts they have. Maybe it's a parent, maybe it's a special friend, maybe it's a grandparent, maybe it's your spouse. Uh, Maybe it's a member of this congregation or someone who belongs to another church. Nothing is too much trouble for them, right? You can always rely on them to do whatever they can to help you in your situation. For such people, life of service is not a, a flash in the pan, right, a burst of enthusiasm here today and gone tomorrow they relentlessly pursue that life of service. Going from one thing to the next, it's almost like they can't help it. When there's a need, they do something about it. If something happens, that person who is helping, they have their own fair share of life troubles, but that doesn't stop them from helping and giving to others. The amazing thing is, is that those folks really aren't even aware of, that they're doing something extraordinary. Perhaps you know someone like this. Perhaps this is you. But there's one person I haven't mentioned yet, one so reckless with the love and so unselfish in giving to those who needed his help. That's Jesus, of course, isn't it? We're now at the end of the Easter season, a season that reflects on the way Jesus gives himself, sacrificially, selflessly, recklessly, generously going so far as to giving his very life for us sinners, for you and for me, even though we really don't deserve such love. His whole life is one of generous giving to all who came to him with their questions, their problems, their sicknesses, giving of himself to these people to the point of exhaustion. And even in his death, we see that he gives. He gives us forgiveness, he gives us life, mercy, peace, Salvation, and then the certain promise of eternity with him, right? In the gospel reading today, we hear Jesus say, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you to go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. In his love, Jesus has chosen you and me to be his disciples. I mean, he saved us. He's, he's, uh, He's joined us together with God's family, And now he says that he's appointed us, sent us, to go and bear fruit. The fruit that grows out of the very fact that we are his children and Jesus' disciples. You know, a couple of weeks ago when we celebrated confirmation, uh, we saw the first part of this chapter. Jesus said, I am the vine, you are the branches, abide in me or remain in me. Uh, And in that sermon I talked about there's a reason, there's a point of planting a grapevine, right? and that is to produce fruit. You want grapes. And Jesus has appointed you and me to bear fruit, the fruit of his love, not a, an ethereal kind of love or gushy or, or a patronizing kind of love or just a nice words of love, but, but really agape love, God's kind of love, a love that's demonstrated in all kinds of ways, uh, in all kinds of practical ways. A love that leads us to use the gifts and abilities that God has given us to meet the needs of others. A love that, that reaches out to others in practical ways. Uh, and not just when we feel like it, <laughs> or when we're in the mood, but the kind of love that's ready to go at any time, right? Use whatever resources we have at our disposal to, to bear fruit in such a way. That what we do is going to leave a a permanent mark on the lives of those who are helped. It may even lead that person to a closer relationship with Jesus. You see, God's love reaches out to you and me. God chose each one of us in the waters of holy baptism. He brought us into his kingdom. He has joined us together, all together as his church. And he's made us an important part of the body of Christ. Each one of us. When Jesus said, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you to go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. When Jesus said that, he was not just talking to us as individuals, he was, although speaking to us as a church. The church is people like you and me, remember that. People called by God to be His chosen and holy people. And so there's something worth highlighting here that we are not only chosen people, but we're also sent people. Sometimes we forget that. And sometimes we focus a lot more on our chosenness, right? And forget that Jesus said, I have marked you, I have chosen you, and I send you out. He has sent us out to produce fruit, the kind of fruit that will last. God has given each and every one of you, my friends, as individuals and, as, and us as a congregation, gifts. Gifts that enable us to carry out his work to produce the kind of fruit that will last. To some, God gives us the gift of helping people who are, who are hurting. To others, maybe it's saying just the right words of comfort that bring comfort and peace. Others, maybe it's the gift of patience as you uh, help the sick and the elderly. Or maybe it's the gift of business skills or the gift of, of money management or the gift of taking care of Things like this, our physical buildings that we possess. To others, it's the gift of teaching children and leading them closer to Jesus. Maybe it's uh, the ability to, to relate in a meaningful way to those that are a little bit older, to the, uh, to the teenagers, right? We can go on and on and on with the different gifts. What are the gifts that God has given you as an individual? I mean, if you believe that God has chosen you, then you can be sure that God has given you gifts to enable you to be sent out and produce the kind of fruit that will last. Remember God has not chosen you to sit back and enjoy the ride. He has chosen you, he has given you gifts and he sends you and me out to make a difference in people's lives. You know, the last few years we've been focusing on uh, more on our, our mission as a church and school Right, Taking our cue from Matthew 28, Jesus said, Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you, and surely I will be with you always to the very end of the age. And we sort of shorten that phrase uh, to the phrase that we were using, that, that we are people of God who are, are rooted in Christ, growing together in Christ, and branching out in Christ. And so then we took that and, and sort of worked that, that our vision as a church and as a school is that since we're rooted in growing and branching out in Christ, the St. Paul's is here to be used by God to be changing lives through worship, compassion, and Christian education. But maybe you're one of those people that believe that you were in the wrong line when God was handing out gifts and you, uh, you missed out, right? Listen to me. That is not true at all. There are all kinds of gifts being shared here. What are the gifts that God has given you? And, and, and how are you using them uh, as you're sent out to produce the kind of fruit that will last? But then there's also the question of what are the kind of gifts that God has given to this congregation? And how will we use those gifts to produce the fruit, uh, produce fruit in Kankakee County and beyond? I mean, a lot of times we do struggle uh, dedicating our lives to loving service, though, don't we? Because uh, we are afflicted with sin and we suffer from a selective memory. That's why Jesus died on the cross. He died on the cross. He died in our place to forgive us for the times when our selective memory causes us to forget. To forget that we have not only been chosen, but we've also been sent out to use our gifts to produce the fru- fruit in the lives of, of not just the members of this congregation, but also to produce lasting fruit in the lives of people in our community. It was a story I saw that was about a little boy who was poor and, and grew up living in, a, in sort of a bad part of town, uh, always being teased by other kids. Uh, and and uh, one of the kids said, if God loves you, why doesn't he take better care of you? Right. I mean, why doesn't God tell someone to bring you some shoes, a warm coat, better food? The boy thought about it for a minute, and a little bit of tears in his eyes said, I, I, I guess he does tell somebody, but they forgot. You see, Jesus died for the times when we forget, when we behave like the priest and Levite in the Good Samaritan account when when we really don't want to get involved, when we don't want to waste our time, when we don't want to risk our safety, when we don't want to spend our money, when we don't want to use our talents. Let somebody else do it. Now, a little bit of reality check here. We can't do everything, right? And we can't serve everyone. But God places individuals along our path who need help. And I believe that God has chosen us not to forget to be the answer and produce fruit that will last in the lives of other people. God is using our gifts here at St. Paul's to touch lives with the fruit of his love and the fruit of his good news. One way way we do that is through our tithes and our offerings, don't we? Those tithes and offerings to the Lord, I'm I'm not sure if you know this, but this fiscal year, which uh, is... uh, July to June, so uh, 2020 to 2021, we budgeted approximately $1,835,000 for us to carry out our church and school ministries. And now we're in this season of of getting ready to uh, working on the budget and crunching numbers and things like that. And and we're looking now at a budget of approximately $2,013,000. But the thing is, is that that budget, those numbers all reflect ministry and mission. The majority of it reflects our commitment to our ministry as a Christian day school, salary and benefits for our faculty, but also our staff in the church and the school. Uh, uh, as, as, they are, as all our, our staff are used by God to change lives with the love of Jesus. Some of those funds are able to are are used to be able to, to make us able to to work and worship, uh, and serve in our buildings. Right, we need light, <laughs> heat, AC. <laughs> Some of those funds are designated for specific boards to, and their work is sharing the love and compassion of Jesus. You know, there are times I hear people uh, they they say that we 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 don't do a lot of mission work here, and and. And, and I don't think that's true. God's given us opportunities to use gifts, talents and abilities that he has given us. And we serve God here. We serve in our day school, different activities there and musicals and school athletic programs. We serve in our Sunday school, BBS and Operation Christmas Child. We serve in our Board of Human Care and Single Moms Sa- Saturday and the Food Pantry and Project Compassion and Gabriel's Collars. We serve in our mission trips and service projects. We we serve through our rummage sale and, and our Tobias Society, our altar guild. We, we serve by bringing people together in small groups and Bible studies on Sunday and in people's homes. We serve by helping people get a handle on their debt and their money by offering classes like Financial Peace University. We serve through the LWML and the Joseph Ministry. We serve through our youth and confirmation ministries. We serve by Things like this, setting up the gym for worship on, sa- on, on Saturday for Sunday morning. And some serve by helping take things down at our, after our late service so the gym can be used by our students. We serve in our worship ministry by the AV and, and live streaming folks in the back and, and our musicians, our ushers, our acolytes, and our readers. We serve in new ways through, min- through our ministry with fortitude community outreach to the homeless. We serve by supporting missionaries, David Baker and Rachel Meyer. We serve by offering times of things like fellowship to one another through the coffee hour, tables of aid, picnics, and Oktoberfest. Look at how God is using us to bear fruit, fruit that will last. Because of the cross and because of our faith, the Spirit reassures you and me that we are God's children, that we are forgiven, that we are chosen. And then he reminds us again that as those chosen people, we have been sent out to bear fruit. Now, I might overwhelm you a little bit to realize God is banking on you, right? Depending on you to do certain things. Depending on you to use the gifts he has given you to touch the lives of those around you. That he's relying on you to be the hands, his hands in acts of kindness. To be his voice, to speak words of comfort and encouragement. To be his feet, to go that extra mile. It might be overwhelming, but God has given you as an individual and us as a congregation, gifts to do his work. In the 2014 film, The Monuments Man, a woman by the name of Claire Simone, Lived a pretty ordinary life in Paris, but it was under the oppressive Nazi regime. regime. She was an art enthusiast who was forced to facilitate the pillaging of the great works of art in Paris, and despite the seemingly hopelessness of her situation, she did something. She carefully cataloged each piece of art. She marked it with a, a sticker, a seal, you could say, and she kept the catalog without knowing whether it would ever be useful or whether it'd be just a dusty record of art or if it would even be confiscated and destroyed. She kept those records meticulously and without any hope that it would come to anything. Until James Granger showed up asking about these pieces of art, does an opportunity arise for this risky bookkeeping to pay off? And to that point though, during the majority of her record keeping, she had no idea these people would come along. No idea that anyone else really cared. One woman in a city occupied by, a, by this military and one woman battling against, against the whole Nazi system. And all the time, and for all the time before this guy arrived, James Granger, she kept working systematically without any assurance that her work would ever be put to use. In a similar way, we Christians live in territory occupied by the enemy, don't we? It's tempting to let hopelessness overwhelm us. It's tempting to give up hope uh, for that our work in Christ, that our offerings of of time and talents and treasures, that the offerings of our our small deeds of compassion and kindness or our faithfulness to our families and, and jobs and church, that it will ever come to anything. But unlike Claire, we Christians have assurance of hope. Christ's resurrection guarantees our future. Our service to Jesus, it might feel insignificant, and yet Claire exhibits that for us Christians an inspiring example of how to live faithfully in enemy territory. Jesus said, You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you to go and bear fruit fruit that will last. My friends, we are marked, we are chosen, and we are sent out. Let's bear that fruit with joy and thanksgiving. Hallelujah. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come.